plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, a columnist for BleacherReport.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's get right into the show as we preview the Cowboys offensive line. This is one of the best units in all football. This is one of the most talked about units that we have in the league right now. So I thought we would take a little bit longer today to kind of talk about each position, talk about each player. But before we do that, let's kind of preview the entire position. Uh, Last year, this was the number two rated offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. And I know that sometimes you say Pro Football Focus and say a grade and people roll their eyes. Well, what Pro Pro Football Focus actually did is what they took the average score of the the five offensive line starters and came up with an overall average and that gave you the Cowboys at number two. I actually don't disagree with that. Um, the Cowboys have three fantastic all-pro type of players in their offensive line. At times, the other two spots are average. And that brings down the grade a little bit. Tennessee ended up finishing as the number one offensive line. Um, would I trade Dallas's offensive line for Tennessee? Is absolutely not. But that's how they came up with the average. Um, we know that Dallas runs not just their offense, but their entire team around their offensive line. Everything is predicated on the Cowboys' offensive line being the most dominant positional group on the field. Dallas uses their offensive line to not only score points, protect the quarterback, but also to help the defense. They're able to control the line of scrimmage on offense, and that allows the defense to stay off the field. This is one of the best units in the league. Now, I will say that I think at times this offensive line is a little bit overrated. And what I mean by overrated is this is not the greatest offensive line in NFL history. Is it a great offensive line? Absolutely. Are there offensive lines in the NFL that are close to Dallas? Yes. I think a lot of times that people assume that Dallas's offensive line is just you know, way above Tennessee, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. And while they probably are better than those groups, I don't think there's this massive gap between them, if that makes sense. I think you can be number one by a good margin and still be a little bit overrated. Dallas's offensive line is the biggest reason for the success in 2016. Don't get that wrong. Without them, they would not be a 13 and 3 team. Without them, they are not a potential Super Bowl contender this year. Let's go ahead and let's start with Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith, arguably the best left tackle in the NFL. I would say he's number one. Uh, Trent Williams from Washington is very, very close to him. 
Uh, I like Tyron Smith a little bit better because of his age. He's just 26 years old. He's made four straight Pro Bowl appearances, uh, two first-team All-Pro selections in two of the last three seasons. He's missed just four games in six years, and two of those games were due to uh, resting in Week 17. He was the second-best tackle in the NFL, according to the NFL 1000. Uh, I've never seen a tackle who is as dominant as Tyron Smith is. It really doesn't matter the player, the type of rusher, or the game. Tyron Smith is the most dominant left tackle that I've ever seen. Once he gets his hands on you, it's over. So that results in a lot of rushers trying to beat him with speed. However, this is one of your most athletic and longest tackles in the league. Beating him with speed is even trickier than just trying to beat him with power. Tyron Smith is incredible. And I encourage you to just sometime go back and rewatch some games from last year, especially the Pittsburgh game. The Pittsburgh game is a great example of how dominant Smith can be at times. Uh, it didn't matter who was lined up against Tyron. They weren't coming close. Uh, James Harrison was buried multiple times. Jarvis Jones, it was laughable how ineffective Jarvis Jones was against Tyron Smith. Again, Tyron Smith is one of the best best offensive tackles I've ever seen. Just 26 years old and is on one of the most uh, ridiculous deals in the NFL. A few years ago, he signed an eight-year, $100 million extension. He is severely underpaid, and I don't think he cares. He just wanted that insurance from Dallas that he was going to be here for his whole career, and he will be, and Dallas got a great deal on him. As long as Tyron Smith is on the Cowboys, you will always feel confident that they will have an above-average offensive line. He's that dominant. Let's go ahead and skip left guard for a second. We'll come back to it. I'll move on to center. Travis Frederick. He, as well, just turned 26 years old. You're going to notice this theme here about this offensive line. Still a very, very young unit. Three straight Pro Bowl appearances. 2016 voted first-team All-Pro. Uh, number one center in the NFL 1000 by Bleacher Report. The number two center, according to Pro Football Focus. I still remember the day Dallas drafted Frederick. Uh, I can remember Mike Mayock. And this isn't a slam on Mayock at all. This is just kind of funny moment. But um, I remember the outrage that Mayock and the crew had when the Cowboys selected uh, Frederick. They said he. this is the guy they could have gotten in the third round. Uh, it was a reach. Uh, Dallas made a mistake. They took a, a big center that can't really move, ran a 5-2-40 or something like that. Um, and he just has turned into the best center in the in football. It, it's funny the way sometimes these things work out. It, I love Frederick's game. Uh, incredibly smart. Probably the best center pre-snap in the NFL. He's a big reason why Dak was so successful this year because Frederick was able to make all the line calls early on in the season and really help Dak progress in that area. By the end of the season, Dak was taking it all over, and Frederick mentioned multiple times how how smart he is and how much he worked with Frederick to work on those line calls, look at the protections, look at the different schemes that defenses were going to use to try to get after him. Uh, I just give Frederick a ton of credit there. 
extremely durable, has not missed a game in his NFL career. Just a fantastic player. And moving on to right guard, the other first-round pick on their offensive line, Zach Martin. He as well is just 26 years old. He's made the Pro Bowl every year he's been in the league. Two first-team All-Pro selections in 14 and 16. There's no flaws in his game. As a guard, there's nothing that you can pick on and say that is a weakness in his game. Uh, Maybe you would like him to be a little bit longer than what he is, but it's not an issue. Uh, He's he's got the best footwork that I've seen from a guard in some time. Uh, He's the most fundamentally sound guard we've ever seen, uh, or at least in Dallas. Um, This is a guy that is versatile. He could play center if Dallas needed to. I'm confident that he could play right tackle. Heck, I'm pretty confident that he could survive at left tackle in the NFL. He did it at Notre Dame. If you gave gave him a couple games to get used to it, I bet at worst he would be an average starter at left tackle. That's how talented Zach Martin is. Uh, what I like about him, a little that's a little different than the other two we just talked about. Martin has a little bit more of that nastiness that we like to see. He'll he'll play right up into the whistle and maybe a little bit after the whistle. He's not afraid to uh, get into it with other players. He's not afraid to show his strength. Um, I love how physical he is. I love the tenacity he he brings to the offensive line. Um, and if you're just talking about who is the best at their position between Tyron, Frederick, and Martin, I probably would say Zach Martin is the best guard in the NFL. And I think he's, I think he is the clear-cut best guard in the NFL, despite you know Marshall Yonda in in Baltimore and Kalechio Semele in Oakland. I just feel like Martin has no weaknesses in his game. And I think he's only going to get better in the next couple seasons. Those are their three Pro Bowl all, all-stars, all-pro guys that the Cowboys have. We talk a lot about these other guys, you know, at left guard and right tackle. But as long as Dallas has these three, their offensive line is always going to be above average. They've got great tackle, great center, great guard. They've got the right guard, which is more valuable than the left guard because the right guard sees more one-on-one matchups. I mean, they they hit gold. I mean, there's really no way to else to say it, but the Cowboys are extremely fortunate that these are the three players that they were selected. And I wrote a piece a while ago on FanRag Sports about how it was kind of an accident, kind of an accident, how the Cowboys selected these three. Because neither of these three were their primary targets that Dallas wanted. In 2010, excuse me, 2011, when the Cowboys drafted Tyron, they actually wanted Alden Smith. Alden Smith went a pick ahead of them. The Cowboys, I wouldn't say settled for Tyron, but he he was probably option 1B. Now, there was discussions about whether they wanted J.J. Watt or not, and we can talk about that at a later time. But Alden Smith was really the target. Travis Frederick, we know that they... They wanted Cordero Patterson when they traded down to 31. That was the guy they wanted. He went two picks ahead of him. Dallas took the next highest player on their board, which was Travis Frederick. Uh, Blogging the boys did a great piece on the Cowboys draft board. We can go look at that draft board. You can clearly see that Patterson was significantly higher on their board. Um, they They had to change their plans up once Patterson went off the board, selected Frederick. Uh, Zach Martin, kind of the same thing. 
they really wanted Aaron Donald. Um, he went a few picks ahead of them. I don't believe the Johnny Manziel story that Jerry Jones had the card ripped away from his hand because Jerry Jones isn't filling out a card in the war room. It's just not the way it works. That story story's never made sense to me. From what it sounds like and from what I know, they had a discussion about Johnny Manziel, but the war room was pretty much set on Zach Martin. Um, those three, all 26 years old, all Pro, all pro Bowl guys, uh, all fantastic character guys, pretty durable throughout their career. Smith is the only one that's missed a game. Uh, Smith has a little bit of a back injury every once in a while. It, it started with a stinger. Um, I don't think it's something we need to be concerned about as of now. If you see him missing more games this year and then the upcoming years, maybe then it's time to worry about him and his durability long term. But for the most part, this is one of the most durable offensive lines that we've seen in the NFL. Let's go into right tackle. Lyle Collins. Been a big topic this offseason. How will Lyle Collins handle the switch from left guard to right tackle? In fact, for most of the offseason, we didn't even know that transition was going to happen. Dallas was very hush-hush about this transition. Um, they actually haven't even come out and said that Collins is going to play right tackle. We just know that after observing OTAs and mini camps um, and some of the call- videos Collins has posted on Instagram, Twitter. Let's talk about Collins as a right tackle. Turns 24 later this month, another extremely young offensive lineman. He's got to stay healthy. Um, he's missed 18 games in two years, including the playoff game last year. 18 games in two years for Dallas. He doesn't have the prototypical length for a tackle, uh, just 33 and one-fourth inch arms. That puts him in the 14th percentile for offensive tackles. Does that concern me? No. Uh, He's got the physicality and the athleticism to make up for it. It's just not ideal. You know, you would like to see your offensive lineman hit 34, 35 inch arms. That's just not Collins' game. Where Collins is going to be difficult to handle is in the run game as as a puller. Okay, when he is out in open space, there may not be a better offensive lineman in the entire league. Uh, he's nasty. Uh, he wants to get to the second level as quick as possible. Uh, I worry a little bit about his uh, kick slide. It can be a little choppy at times. He's going to get tested early in the season. He's going to see Jason Pierre-Paul and Olivier Vernon. He's going to see see Khalil Mack at the end of the year. He's going to see Justin Houston. He's going to see Von Miller in week two. So we'll know right away how the transition is going. It's not going to be a surprise. If Collins can hold up and be an average right tackle, Dallas will be perfectly fine. Don't even worry about left guard. If Collins can hold up, they will be fine. I'm interested to see the transition. Uh, We'll probably get a pretty good idea of how it's going in training camp and in preseason. I'm looking forward to it because I think right tackle is a more natural position for him. Uh, We know that that's a spot where he can eventually make more money. It's a spot where if he works out at right tackle, Dallas will be more inclined to pay him rather than paying a left guard. It's a big season for Collins. If he can't stay healthy that he's going to get that injury-prone tag 
stuck to him and is going to be there probably for the rest of his career. He needs to show that he can make it through an NFL season. Moving on, or going back to left guard, we've kind of narrowed the competition down to about two players. Jonathan Cooper and Chaz Green. Let's go ahead and start with Cooper first. As you might remember, Cooper was a highly thought of pick in 2013. I know a lot of Cowboys fans were hoping that he would fall to them uh, at pick 18. He went uh, in the top 10 to Arizona, broke his leg, never really got healthy. I uh, was eventually traded from Arizona to New England. New England cut him, ended up in Cleveland, played okay for Cleveland, uh, was cut once the starter came back and ended up in Dallas. I like Cooper. Um, I think he fits well in the zone blocking scheme. I think he fits well in wide zone type of runs. Uh, he clearly doesn't have the same athleticism as he had back in North Carolina. You can just see when he's getting to the second level. This used to be a guy that moved like a like a, a linebacker. I mean, this was a extremely athletic offensive guard. I don't see that anymore. I still see a pretty athletic guy. I see a guy that can. Um, that can win with quickness. He's just not this explosive athlete like he was. He graded out pretty well, according to Pro Football Focus last year. I expect him to be the Cowboys' swing guard through the season. He he has experience playing center. Uh, he can play left and right guard. I kind of think he's going to be competing with Joe Looney for that swing guard spot, um, a guy that can be active on day, game days. Um, but you never know. He could end up being the Cowboys' starting left guard if he ends up beating out Chaz Green, the guy we're going to talk about in a second. I have confidence in Cooper. I think training camp is going to be big for him. And I think he still has talent. I mean, he, he's just 27 years old. This is a guy that we know has the ability to play well. We know he, he's got the skill. He just needs to show that, he, number one, he's healthy, and number two, that he can stay healthy. That's really all that I'm worried about with Cooper. Likewise with Chaz Green, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy as well. He's played just four games out of a possible 33 games in his NFL career. Let me say that again. He's played just four games of a possible 33 in his NFL career. Uh, Last year, he started two games when Tyron Smith was out, started at left tackle. I thought Chaz Green played very well. I thought he he moved his feet well. Um, he held up well in pass protection, dominating run blocker. I was surprised by how physical he was as a run blocker. Uh, athletic kid, 6'5", 300. He, he's more of the style of guard that the Cowboys want. You know, these guys that can really move their feet. Um, they can get to the second level that can cut, that can chip, all these kind of things that they want in their guards. I think he fits the mold. Like Collins, he's also going to be making a transition. He was a tackle at Florida. He was a tackle last year for Dallas. He's going to be moving into left guard. I'm interested to see how that transition is will work for him. I think it's going to be kind of clunky for him to start just because he's not going to be used to putting his hand down on the ground um, as frequently as he did as a tackle. I think he's got a chance. I, I certainly think he's going to get the first crack at the job. Um, I expect him to win the job, but like Cooper, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, 
the Cowboys really don't have a reliable option at left guard right now. They're kind of banking on one of these two to stay healthy. It's a risk. There's no way around it. It's an absolute risk. If Cooper happens to beat out Chaz Green for that spot, Chaz would probably slide back to the swing tackle spot. And that's not a bad situation either because I have faith as long as Green is healthy that he can be a more than capable swing tackle. Uh, The primary backups for the Cowboys this year, uh, I I have three. Byron Bell, a guy that Cowboys signed this offseason. He's a 28-year-old veteran. Most of his work in his his NFL career has come as a right tackle. He's much bigger than the rest of the offensive line. He's listed at 6'5", 340. Um, We know that he actually came in a little heavier than that when the Cowboys signed him. There are some weight clauses in his contract right now. They want him to be down around 335. Um, But much bigger. I think he's a swing tackle type. Uh, He has a little bit of experience at guard. I just don't think he's a great player. Um, I think he's kind of just a guy. He was an average player at best in Carolina and in his one year in Tennessee. And surprise, surprise, he's another guy that has injury concerns. He missed all of last year uh, with a lower leg injury. So between Cooper, Green, Bell, just hoping that one or two can stay healthy. Um, two other quick guys to keep an eye on. Joe, Le- Joe Looney, Emmett Cleary, two players that were on the team last year. Looney is more of a uh, interior player, while Cleary is more of a tackle. Um, I think both of those are just guys as well. Um, nothing to brag about. I think they're NFL type of players. I just don't think they are very good NFL players. Um, you'll see a lot of them in the preseason. You'll probably see a lot of lineups of Looney and Bell inside at guard with Cleary. And the next guy we're going to talk about, Dan Skipper at tackle. Um, he's the one guy I want you to keep an eye on as we go through training camp in preseason. And I don't know how you're going to miss him because he's a six foot ten, yes, six foot ten, offensive tackle from Arkansas. Uh, he started 39 games in the SEC, something that's hard to do. He was fairly good. Uh, I thought he, I thought he played well. Um, obviously, he's going to struggle with leverage. Um, he he struggled moving his feet a little bit, but once he got his hands on a defender, tough to beat him. Um, first team All Conference last year, second team All Conference in 2015. I think the idea or the goal for him should be to be a practice squad guy. I don't think he's going to make the roster as a swing tackle. He's just too raw. And I just don't think you can be a tackle and be 6 foot 10. It's just too it's just too big for the position. But overall again, this is the best offensive line in the NFL and maybe the best unit in the NFL. Um, the Cowboys, not only just their offense, but their team will go as far as their offensive line takes them. If they can all stay healthy, if they can find a suitable left guard and Collins can play well as a right tackle, they are going to be more than fine this year. We know that this team relies on this offensive line to carry them. I expect them to be one of the best again in 2017. That's it for today's preview. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can send in questions to the podcast with using the hashtag 
Locked on Cowboys, or you can just tweet me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tomorrow, we will discuss the defensive line for our preview. We'll talk about all those defense ends that the Cowboys have, which ones are going to start, which ones could be cut. Uh, we'll talk about which player has the chance to be a superstar on their defensive line. And yes, they do have one that I think has a chance to be a superstar. But we'll talk all about the, that defensive line tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.